date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2024, here we go. And the first episode of 2024 is Got Game? Dating at a higher level. I love that. Don't Sharon, love Sharon's, Sharon's <laughs> taken this over, and she's the one that came up with the title. And before I even knew what it was about, I was like, I love it. Yeah. Here we go. But Peggy's going to help me a lot with the, with the beginning stuff, with the inside stuff, because we need to be prepared ourselves. We can't just put ourselves out there unprepared, right? Right. So... Of course, Peggy's our heart and I'm our brain, right? <laughs> heart is another part of your brain. Yeah. Right? Okay, yes. <laughs> I was going to say I'm usually the science and she's, she's all the mushy gooey stuff. <laughs> mushy gooey. <laughs> yes. She's good at it. All right. First thing I wanted to talk about is knowing your core value system. Mm, that's important. And a lot of times we get that from the church, which is nice. You know, they kind of have set up some rules and stuff and we can, you know, gain a lot of that. But do you know what that is? Do you know where you're lacking? You know, or do you know where you need to like a little self-improvement in that area? So are you talking about values as in moral values? Are you talking about values in um, like uh, values that we, like I work with people on their values and it can be integrity it can be adventure it can be creativity it can be so what is it you value and you're you're talking about all of that all of the above yes i agree the things that you value and and your moral compass absolutely i mean super important super super important because you want to find somebody with similar values and you have to know who you are yes yeah you have to understand what those mm -hmm. things are in order to get that in your life with somebody else well and this this helps us with boundaries you know when you think i don't like that you know there's some kind of behavior that i don't like it's like why don't you like that it it it, it isn't congruent with your value system it brings clarity so yeah so you do need that kind of clarity um in order to set good boundaries you know with anybody okay figure out what you want and what you don't want okay a lot of people have not done this. I'm a dating coach. <laughs> you are? <laughs> really? Really? Is this news? <laughs> um, people don't know what they want or what they don't want. They're, I just want to go out and date. And, it, you know, and eventually you learn what you want through dating. But, like, let's establish a lot of that now. Okay? You know, I think this is really important, and I think about my own journey and in my marriage, mm-hmm. how I didn't really know what I wanted, and part of that came from the system I was in, yes. which was an abusive system, and it's hard to know what you want. So, you know, maybe a lot of us have had some trauma in our past or things that have kept us from really stepping out and living who we really are, yes. and so... Maybe this is a place where you need to take some steps back and go, okay, what do I really want? Not just in a relationship, but for your life. What, what do you like? How do you like to decorate? What do you want for dinner? I mean, sometimes that can be hard, believe it or not. So taking a step back and learning what, and making sure you know what you want is really critical for your own life 
and then what you want in your relationship. Yeah, well, and some people have a hard time making decision based on some of the traumas. I'm, I'm going to use this as an example. Um, I had a mentally ill mother, and I knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so my way of thinking would have been, I'm just going to do the opposite of her, right? But yet some of my friend's mom had the stereo, or friend's moms were the stereotypical um, vacuum in their pearls, you know, warm cookies when they came home from school, you know? So it's like, you need to learn, you know, not just go, okay, I want the opposite of this, but learn other skills. And, you know, that's observation, that's studying, um, things like that. But you do need to figure out what you want and what you don't want. Because there's qualities in people that aren't going to be, you know, meshing with yours. And you don't want that. You know, there's this belief out there that if we're both in love, that that's going to conquer everything. Mm -mm -mm. And it's not. That's why we're doing this. That's right. Yes. Um, Let's see. Okay, I was going to talk about personality differences, low compatibility, and bad behaviors. You know, we need to know, okay, this personality is not meshing with mine. And, um, you know, oh, this, you know, we have nothing in common. We have low compatibility. You know, you need to know enough to to be able to distinguish those. Correct. And be able to go, ding, next. Yes. Be able to say, okay, this isn't going to work. Yes. And even if you see a lot of really great things have the courage and strength to, to walk away when you know there's stuff that's just not going to work. It's a waste of your time and theirs. There, and that's, that's a little bit of this for a little bit later. Um, I wanted to talk about emotional intelligence, little pieces and parts of emotional intelligence as they apply to dating. So Peggy, feel free to interject some if we think of them. Um, good social skills. You need good social skills for dating, right? So yes. that's something we need to work on. Um, recognizing social cues if somebody's backing away from you what does that mean yes and also I think part of emotional intelligence is is looking at yourself and going am I telling a story about this and maybe they aren't backing away maybe they maybe you're misreading their cues right and so being aware self-awareness and awareness of your own stories around that because I think that can stop people from really exploring a relationship that might be a good possibility because they tell too many stories from one interaction yes. or one small thing that one, they see. Yes. Right. Right. Um, which is another thing, um, willing and able to communicate. And I'm going to talk more in, in about our communication skills in a minute. Um, but you can say, Oh my gosh, are you backing away from me? You know, actually, am I standing too actually close? Actually, communicate yes. about it and say, "Are you know, are you? Am I? St- oh my gosh, am I standing too close from you or to you? I'm so sorry, you know." And have that person be aware. Oh, I am backing away. You are too close, or I just don't want to hear what you have to say. So, um, the willingness and ableness to um, communicate, and then self-regulate. I like what you said earlier about self-regulating. You know, understand what you're feeling. Yes. You have to understand what you're feeling before you can control what you're feeling. And if you don't know what you're feeling, you need to have the tools to figure it out. Yes. And then to ask yourself some questions, you know, about what's this about? Is this something I'm believing? You know, because it comes from your thoughts, the feelings that come up. Yeah. And is this belief supportive of me? Is this belief something I, it's really true? Is it really true? Right. So that's part of emotional intelligence is the self-inquiry. Yeah, but the self-regulating, I've, I've, I've had countless men get really angry with me when I've told them that they're not for me. 
you know? It's like, you don't need to get angry. You can be disappointed without getting angry. Well, <laughs> you and can, if they you, are angry, they can go and deal with it. Emotional intelligence is not throwing right. it at you. Right. But going and dealing with it. What's that about? Yeah. Because it's not just about you. Right. It's it, their you know, stuff. You know, so yeah. So so we need to make sure that those are, um, that, that we have studied emotional intelligence so we understand, you know, we understand ourselves a little bit better and, and, and what we're doing that way. But I wanted to talk more about communication skills. Um, because people go, oh, I'm a good communicator and I know how to talk to other people and I know how to listen. And it's more than that. Because in dating situations, you're going to have to be able to communicate boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's hard. It's challenge. It takes courage. <laughs> you know, it does. But boundaries don't have, you know, there was a quote, it doesn't have to be an electric fence around you. No. You can kindly, you can explain your boundary. And if it's a serious situation, you don't have to explain your boundary. You can just walk away. Um, but communicating boundaries is really important. You're going to have to communicate during what? Breakups. Maybe differences of opinions. And these are all good skills to have. And we don't think about things like that. Well, and the nuances of a relationship, I mean, that's what we're dealing with in dating is exploring that. And you've got to move into those things instead of moving away. Right. And even if you do, like, move away, when we talk about attachment issues, communicate. Learn how to be clear with yourself and understand what you're going through and say something. Yes. Because you might just be dating someone that's capable of handling that in a different way than what you've experienced before and they might be able to help you through it in a way nobody else has right I mean there's always that possibility so as you step into it and move into it you'll learn and explore and maybe you're gonna have a better relationship than you thought right so very important to learn how to communicate. You know, we always associate it. I have to communicate my wants and needs in a healthy way and things like that. But there's so much more about communication and dating than we really think because we do want to date at what? A higher level, yes. right? Yes. Um, you know, and learn to be um, diplomatic. You know, I don't like to argue, but I would like to hear your point of view. You know, I love it. That learn some some you know phrases to things that you've encountered that you kind of have in your back par- pocket. You know, I don't want to argue, but I do love a good debate. Yes, you know, I do love a good conversation. <laughs> you know, that goes back and forth, and you know, because we're not always going to agree. Yeah, you I know? love I love what you said about memorizing some phrases. Yeah, especially you know if you know there's something you're particularly vulnerable to or that yes. comes up a lot mm-hmm. in your dating. I, I encourage my clients all the time. And sometimes we sit down and we talk about, okay, how can you, what could you say in this situation? And let's write it down and then memorize it. So you have it, you can pull it up. Right. I love that. Yeah. So should we move on to conversation skills, which is a little bit different than communicating? I mean, it is communicating, but let's talk about the conversation part of communicating. Um, I always run into two different kinds of people, and I'm sure men can say the same thing. I always have to watch my pronouns, Um, but I haven't dated women. Yeah. Weird. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) So there's the, I want to know you, so I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. And then there's, I want you to know me, so I'm just going to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and never ask anything about you. Mm-mm. And it's right. 
Right? So be careful with your conversations. I think nerves get in the way a lot. Oh, I think so. You know, when you're nervous in a situation, it's like, okay, you know, somebody asks a question and then you just run and you start running at the mouth. And so we just really need to be careful um, with this because conversations are are give and take, right? And everybody wants to talk about themselves, not just you. (laughs) No, yeah, true. You know, but yeah, it should go two ways. I was in Texas at a widow widower conference I got to speak at and a bunch of us went to the coast and I rode back one-on-one with a gentleman in the group, an introvert, and I thought I'll be talking the whole time and totally not true. We had this conversation, this give and take conversation. It was the loveliest thing. I did not know this man from anywhere, but he just had really good conversation skills. He knew how to, let me ask, he knew how to ask questions. He knew how to move the conversation along from one topic to another. Or Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was just super easy. It was like, well, that was easy because I was, you know, three, I was with him for three hours thinking, okay, I'm going to, ha- you know, it's, it's like going to be challenging. Like a, well, already knowing he's a little introverted, he was very socially acceptable. He was very much a part of the group and fun. But, you know, I thought I had things in my back pocket and never needed to use them. And I thought, okay, somebody with conversation skills, super, super important. Back and forth, questions and answers. And topics. Yes. And moving from one topic to another. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are interesting things. Those are, I mean, that's a, such an important skill. I don't know that we've really talked that much about this, but having, being able to have a good conversation with someone. Right. That's, that's such an important skill. And then the last thing I want to say about it is be positive in your conversations. Think positive. I don't care if you've had a bad day with your kids, your ex, your dogs, whoever. I'm just saying that because they're barking upstairs. So sorry. (laughs) I don't know what they're barking at this morning. Um, But we need to keep the conversations positive. And, you know, I'm going to talk about um, other harder conversations in a minute, but um, leave the complaining to your therapist. Or do not, it before not, you get on the date. You know, before, yeah, not, yeah. Your, not your date, you or, know. Or there's an, you know, if it's really bugging and you're in stuck, which sometimes that's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I just got a vent for, give me a minute here. I'm just going to say it. And I say it and they go, okay, vent okay. over. I just had to get that out. Well, hopefully you can walk it out or something before your date. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like if you're having a really fun date, you don't want the down. Well, that that's more of... Probably if, if you're you, in a relationship, yeah, more yes, of in a relationship, you know, you don't that, really want to bring that conversation, right? Yes. Right, right, yes. Um, so confidence in dating because we all want to be confident, right? It comes from knowing what you want and knowing what you bring to the table. Mm. I got that online, <laughs> I like that. Knowing what you bring to the table without having to sell yourself. Have you ever seen that, Peggy? I have. Oh, my gosh. It was a pet peeve of mine when I first started dating. It's like, oh, my gosh, he's talked for 20 minutes and hasn't asked me one question about me and hasn't even let me give hardly any response. And he's just spewing his, not spewing, but he's just putting out all of his stuff and the knowledge he has and who he is. It's like super unattractive. So if you think you need to do that, if you think you need to sell yourself, it really appears like you don't think the person is buying it. Which means you have a lack of confidence. Yes. You do not want to put yourself out that way and give a list of your accomplishments all on the first date. You do not need to sell yourself. This is part of 
this is a bad conversation. Yes. (laughs) This is bad conversation skills. So remember that you want to put yourself out there and be confident. If you want somebody to think you're funny, don't tell somebody you're funny. Be funny. funny. Yes. 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 If you want someone to think you're smart, have an intelligent conversation. Sounds right. Okay. Next little point is um, enjoy your life while you're dating the rest of your life. Be living a life somebody wants to jump into. Have good hobbies, interests, be a well-balanced life with your spirituality and um, your self-care and your fun and adventure. You want to be living a life you love, right? Yes. Very important. Yes. Very, very important. So should we move on to actually dating? Yes. Like during the date? Yes. We didn't go over this outline too much. So Peggy's... I'm just sitting she, here going, she's, oh, she's what's coming just, next? Yes, let's, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> she's like, sure. maybe we don't need to go over it. Okay, you're out on a date. You want to give compliments, okay? Find something positive to say about the other person. Well, first thing, compliments, okay? We want to compliment the common and the uncommon. I love the uncommon compliments. Um, but always compliment. Oh, you look cute. Guess what? Guys, every woman out there wants to know that she looks cute because we actually put effort into the date. We get our nails done. We maybe even buy something new. So make sure that you are complimenting on something. Ladies, compliment the guys, you know. Oh my gosh, you should wear blue all the time. It looks so good on you. Or mm, you smell good. You smell good, yeah. Whatever, whatever comes up. Um, but the uncommon, the uncommon compliments, you know, um, you can be flirty with it. Oh, look, a girl who's smart and beautiful. <laughs> Right? Okay, Peggy just put a big smile on her face. She's like, I would like that. Um, You can be observant. Um, I like how you know who you are. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah, Um, I like your positive attitude. Being observant. So make sure the compliments aren't always surface. I love that. I love that you're, because that, like you said, you're being observant. And that will make your date think, wow, and, you know, they're really noticing me. I mean, who wouldn't feel good about that? Right. You know, when it's something that's honest. Right. And not surface. And from their specific observation of you, that is a high compliment. It it really is. You don't want to just sit across the table from somebody who just thinks you're good looking. You know, if that's, that's all they're, super you, you know, you know, it is, it's like, wow, I just can't believe how good looking you are. Or I just can't, you know, it's like, it's like can okay, we get have, over it? Like, can we move, yeah, can we can move we, past that? Can we have an intelligent conversation beyond that? You know, yeah. So just not the superficial stuff. Get, get in your compliments a little deeper. Okay. Remember your manners. Do I have to say this? Actually, I'm bringing this up because I get this question all the time. Men will ask me, do I open the door for her or not? And I'm like, here's our communication skills again. Correct. <laughs> Where are you at with me opening the door for you? Right. Or I've had a man say, you know, I'm the kind of guy, I know this or this or this, but I open girls' doors. Yeah. You know, and then I could say, okay. Or I could say, you know what, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. 
this might be a bigger conversation or something like that. Right. So I just think when a guy doesn't open my door, it's weird. Mm-hmm. That's where I, you know, that's where that's I, weird. You know, yeah, my head goes there too. It's like, what? Okay. What's it's up? Like, I'll just open my own door. Thanks. But you know, I mean, I am 50 something. <laughs> and I was going to say me too. I was going to say, mm-hmm. yes, Peggy might, <laughs> might be in her very early 60s. I am, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of a generational thing too, because that stuff happened. Um, but yeah, remember your manners, your manners, your table manners. You don't want to put somebody off because you don't have manners. This kind of goes back to your emotional intelligence. So remember manners. Okay, don't set the expectations too high. And I'm not saying your expectations from the date. I'm saying what you are bringing to the table. You don't want to put all your best dates out in the first three dates. Okay, you don't want to set that expectation really high. The fancy restaurants, the flowers. What movie was that? (laughs) The flowers, the candies, the promises you don't intend to keep. Right. (laughs) You know, but you don't want to be putting all all that stuff out there and then stop. That's a good point. You know, so let's not set the expectation for the dates so high. Do we need to say say more about that? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think... Part of that also could be getting into like even enabling behavior, like doing a lot for a person. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of early on that kind of sets the tone for the relationship. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. If, if you're bailing them out all the time and things like that, it's like, well, you know, what have you tried first instead of just going right to, you know, right to fixing everything. Right. I tend to be a fixer. A lot of men tend to be fixers. You know, it's like, nope you know you need to let people take care of themselves first if they possibly give them can. space to be who they are because that is an expectation that will continue on the entire relationship right. and into marriage and cause resentment it will yeah okay practice kindness always okay that includes differences of opinions that includes breaking up that includes hard conversations think of you know setting boundaries the kindest way possible, you know, until it has to be like a consequence boundary where you're like, if this continues, I'm leaving or or things like that. But always practice kindness. Kindness makes you beautiful. Yes, it does. I always like to say kind and clear. Yes. Like be clear Mm -hmm. and kind. Now, some people don't receive that well when it's not something they want to hear, even if you do it in a kind way. Yeah, that that's, that's out of your control. Yeah, but at least you, you at least you were but, kind. But make this part mm-hmm. of your values to be kind. Yeah, and clear. Yes, about what you expect or what you need or what's whatever the situation is. But when things start escalating, or if things start escalating, think kind. Yes, just think kind, and that goes back to kind of maybe having a couple things in your back pocket. Absolutely, you know? and that might even be, hey, I need to take a second. Yeah, before My, I respond to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right acknowledging that it's you've been triggered yes it's always and you of course you guys didn't see this but Sharon put up her hand when she said right I know I know (laughs) let me let me give me a second here which I tell my clients all the time it's like you can always put up your hand Mm -hmm. I mean not in their face just kind of put it up in Mm -hmm. front of you so that you're giving yourself the signal that hey can we pause for a second here I'm dealing with something and I just want to pause yes totally valid yes for sure so remember kindness Okay. Having fun. You know, I saved the best for last. (laughs) 
Nope, I haven't. I have one more. I saved the best for second to last. You know, I have a, <laughs> I have a yellow personality. But you know, I also love research and science. Research shows mm. that if your date is fun, they, you have a higher chance of them liking you. Wait, if they're if, if fun, if they're having fun, if they're having fun, yes, if you plan a fun date and execute a fun date, the chances are higher of them liking you. That makes total sense. Woohoo! Woohoo! Make it a fun date. Um, yes, just fun. I always say save serious conversations until later. Okay, sometimes it's nobody's business why you're divorced. You don't have to divulge you don't, that if you don't, you don't want to. You don't have to divulge that early on in the relationship. You can wait till that gets more serious. I know men who've told me, oh, no, I figure that out way before I even date them. That's important. And I'm like, is it? Because what's going to bother one person is not going to bother another. And it may be that different personalities need different, I mean may need different kinds of connection and yes. that that deeper conversation maybe might happen early on if both of you are into that kind of thing but I think your point is very important it doesn't have to be and it we need to be, to be prepared for that yeah and that that's okay yeah but I and, and it also keeps it more fun and lighthearted to yes. begin with well and that's the thing you gotta you gotta be able to have fun you Absolutely. you know I mean life is fun so this is, yes, have fun. Um, and leave the date on a high note. Now, there's some people have, that have opinions. The first date should be 30 to 40 minutes. The first date shouldn't be this long. The first date, you should just do the activity and go home. Whatever you do, leave it on a high note. Have that person wanting more when they leave you. Absolutely. Not like, oh, I'm completely satisfied with the whole date now. Okay, bye. No, they want, you know, it's like, oh, tonight shouldn't end. It was so much fun. Right. Have them wanting more when you leave. And of course, we're not kissing early on in the relationship. Uh-uh, <laughs> no, no. None of that fun, not that kind of fun. <laughs> not early. You know me. You know how I feel about that. Um, okay, the last one. And Peggy already mentioned this because she's smart. <laughs> she didn't even know it was in the outline. Oh. Know when the relationship isn't going to work. Yes, that's part of self-knowledge, understanding. That's mm -hmm. part of guiding your own life, being the one in the driver's seat. Yes, uh, maybe there's low interest, no compatibility. Maybe there's some bad behaviors. The longer you're with somebody, the more you get attached. So if you know it's not going to work, cut the strings. Yes. I've watched women, and I'm sure men have done it, but I've watched women lead men on for a really long time because they weren't willing to have the hard conversation of, no, it just needs to be over. What a waste they, of time. They've avoided them. They've gone out sporadically just because they don't know how to have that conversation. So know when it's over, be able to communicate that it is, in fact, over. There's nothing wrong with it being over and keeping friends. Right. And, and par sometimes we do that not just because it's uncomfortable to have the conversation, but because we want to hold on to the things that we think that we really like about the relationship, yes. the things that might happen, the things that, oh, but he was like this or she was like yes, that. He's a really good guy right, or she's just a really right. good girl. So we talk ourselves into this yes. when we should, when when we we should, should check in and ties. going, oh, this isn't going to work. It, yeah. And then we need to grieve 
whatever the loss is for right. us. And that, that may be a big deal and it may not be that big of a deal, but sometimes it can be a big deal when even if you've only dated them a few times, but you saw something you'd never seen before that you really want in a relationship, but you know that something isn't working, you might have to grieve the idea of what you uh think this person is or who you think they are and what you think it's going to bring to the table for you. That's part of the emotional intelligence is taking care of yourself during this, you know, can be sometimes challenging I feel situations. like when you're, yeah, when you're in a dating situation too, you have a responsibility to kind of take care of the other person because you're in a relationship and it's not just about you. And so it's like, no, don't string someone along. Absolutely. Don't, it, you know, it's so mean. And you know, this is like you said, part of the emotional intelligence, being able to communicate, this just isn't going to work yeah. as, as much as there's so many things about you that I like. I just know that there's just it's just not going to work yeah it's the kind being kind to the other person that creates safety and you know what that promotes healthy dating all around so this other person you've given them the clear signal so they know yeah and they can move on and they can feel they don't have to have this trepidation or this keep going back over what happened and not understanding you were clear with them and it, you were kind, and they can go, oh, I'm a human being. I deserve to be treated well, and somebody's treated me well, and I feel okay, even though we just broke up or right. even though it even didn't work it out. Re- a little rejection. You, you yes. can bring that good, positive energy to the whole dating world by doing this in a kind and clear way. Yeah, yeah. And not leading people on. Yes, that, that I think is the worst. But even, even if you're leading them on and you don't want them, you're still getting attached. There's still going to be that separation and that little period. It's going to be of, hard of, of for you to let things. go yes. the longer you hang on. Yes. yes. But yes, knowing, knowing when it's over is important. Absolutely. Thank you for all that input. We have one, I have final tips. Final, final tips. tips. Um, your courtship should fit together fairly effortlessly. Not that you don't put effort into it, but it should fit together effortlessly. Uh, many, many of us buy into the fact that if it's not a struggle, it's not worth it. Hmm. And when you talk to most couples, what do they say? This one just fit together. This one was easy. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy all along. No. No, but there are definitely things about it. It's like, oh, we have such an ease of being with each other, and it's yes. so easy, you know. Yes. Oh, there's always going to be complications in relationships, especially at this point in our lives. Absolutely. Where people are on second and third marriages and stuff. Okay, no one completes you. Isn't that the most romantic idea? It is. Tom Cruise so... and Renee Zellweger. <laughs> you complete, complete me. me. Uh-uh. No, you should already be complete. Sad to tell you I'm taking the romantic out of Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. <laughs> okay, somebody can add to your happiness um, by being a friend, a partner. Somebody brings something to the table that adds value to your life. Yes, but you are not looking for somebody to fill an emotional void or any void for that matter, besides, you know, a partner. So just keep that in mind that no one completes you. Sorry, Tom Cruise. (laughs) Okay. You cannot help who you get attached to. This goes back to what we were just saying, and I think we've said it three times now, so listen in. Um, But you can decide if that attraction is worth pursuing. 
That is our choice. People talk about this magical connection they felt on the first date, but they fight like cats and dogs. And often that's a sign of trauma. Did you know that? If well, you feel, I, did. <laughs> I feel that, you know, you feel that magical connection, the one that's so promoted in the media and movies and all of that, mm-hmm. that often is a signal of there's trauma here that's being acted on. Isn't you that, know, you know, that yeah, just kind of puts a wet blanket on the whole this, thing. But this is, this is why, this is why <laughs> you take care of your stuff. This right. is why we're doing the whole podcast in general. Right. So yes, you need to make sure that that attraction is worth pursuing things in common. Guess how many people get married and have really very little in common. Lots, mm. you know, because we want to be married. It's our natural instincts to pair off, okay? We need common values, like we said before, and they need to have emotional intelligence. We need to be able to discuss things, you know, hard conversations. I know people who get married that haven't discussed money. Mm. Oh, that's scary. No, don't do that. It's like, but we were just so in love. We just had this passion for each other. It's like, no, you cannot go with love conquers all. It's sad. Isn't it sad? (laughs) But true. Okay, lastly... You cannot change people. You think about the last goal that you accomplished. It was hard, right? Mm -hmm. So asking someone to change is almost mean. You know, even if they really need to change, even if it's a character flaw on their part, we cannot ask people to change and we cannot change people. Like leave that to the therapist. You know, if someone is unwilling to see their stuff, it is not our job to be their therapist and to change them. It doesn't matter how much potential they have. It doesn't matter how attracted to them we are. You want them to be ready to be in a relationship with you. You don't want to be their coach. You don't want to be their therapist. No. You don't want to. And now if if you're drawn to people like this and you do like this, I would look in the mirror if it were me. Right. Because that's something that's unfinished in you. Right. But you want somebody who's already ready, who's ready to be, you know, get on this train with you and go and not have to keep going back and going, oh, let's pick. uh, Oh, you've oh, you don't you don't know how to have a conversation. I can teach you how to have. a Right. No. (laughs) Right. There is some level of of adjusting to each other yeah, and well, support, you know, you know yeah. and, and, and a little training involved, but no, you can't change people, and, you know, and any more than you would want somebody to change you, you know, you have to think about that. Yeah. And so you got to get really honest. Like if you're getting further along in the relationship, would I be willing to live with this person the way they are? Yes. Just exactly the way they are and be really honest with yourself about Mm -hmm. it. Those are good questions to ask. Yep. So hopefully these are some good tips for everyone to date at a higher level. level. Hopefully these have been some good tips. So get your game on. If you've gotten some stuff that you need today, whatever poked at you or whatever you kind of open your mind, go for it. Take that plunge. Move into a different way and show up differently in your life to be able to show up differently in your dating. And maybe, just maybe, that'll bring the Mr. or Mrs. Right into your life, the one that's that's going to be a good fit. Hopefully. Because you're a better fit. Okay. Well, thanks, Sharon. That was really great. You're welcome. And until next time, everyone. Bye. Thank you 
for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you. Thank you.